Home Podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. So yeah, then I uh, I was pretty much thinking we, we don't want to copy this other, you know, podcast, but yeah, I mean, no. if it if it kind of sounds like we are, do you think anyone would even notice? I don't think so. It's like it's kind of an obscure one. I mean, they've been around for like 300 plus episodes, but yeah, so no one's going to notice. But but, but I don't I don't think anybody else has ever heard this. So actually, if you want to just go forward with it, and then what we can do is maybe pretend like we have the name first. Yeah, I mean, so. like I mean, we got our own name. Yeah. I mean, we're the Lost Stone Podcast. And That's hey, right. by the way, my name is Scott. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts, Jer. Yep, I am Jer. Uh, They're done. Jeremiah, really, but you, I really, you already, like, you don't wait for, you don't try to introduce somebody to introduce themselves by saying their name. And Jeremiah, what do you have to say for everybody? I'm Jeremiah. And then I just sound like a fucking idiot. I kind of love that as a, as a way to, like, throw <laughs> yeah. someone off. Like, uh, my name, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Scott and uh, Jer. Who are you? It's like, this, this podcast specifically could be about dick things to do at symposiums. Yeah, like we're, we're all up here in this stage, and you got this one guy to your right you don't like. Be like, and uh, without further introduction, and then you just say their name as they're about to introduce themselves. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when it's like planned, like yeah, uh, and hey, what? Do you, yeah, hey, Jer, why, why don't you, don't you introduce, introduce yeah, yourself? Yeah. Jeremiah Johnson from so and so, such and such. Walk off, yeah, with both mics. Well, I guess I'm. Uh, I guess I'm. Uh, as he as he said. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, uh, we're the Lost Home Podcast, and uh, if you're a first time listener heck if you're a long time listener you have to listen to this part to get further into the show what do you know we're like um we're like the tutorial part of a video game nobody wants to play but you sort of have to because you're like like, man i I guess i want to know what it's about well i like to think of it as stan lee's little little thing in the bottom corner of like comics where he'd be like in case i didn't rape that girl As he wrote at the bottom left corner <laughs> every, of every oh, Spider-Man oh, oh, yeah, comic. No, yeah. Oh no! Like they, like Romita and those guys, like they totally edited out every time. Yeah, they they, they draw were just, over it. Yeah, they do. They just like all turn that into a cross hatching there. It's <laughs> like why is there always that one cross hatched square in every issue? Like why do you, why do you uh, uh, censor out my tirade? I was just trying to let everybody know <laughs> that I, for a fact, did not rape that girl. Me, Stan Lee. Enough said. <laughs> Nuff uh, yeah, said, yeah. yes. And uh, one thing no man's ever said, nuff head. Am I right, boys? Get out of here, Stanley. You are a fucking terrible human being. But he's not, actually. He's a great guy. Yes, and he might go live with Kevin Smith soon, because he's being abused in his elderly home. So. Jesus, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, this is a podcast where we t- uh, dig up weird stories from the yeah, internet. Sorry, right. I had a bit of a snafu there. I was reading my like notes on the page. Yep. Uh, I probably shouldn't read and talk at the same time. That's not a skill I have. Well, you could... I just learned that. I literally just learned that. It's funny because that. that's like a really key skill. <laughs> like being able to read and say the words as you're reading. I guess trying to read and talk something completely different, yes, that would be that would be tough. Sure. But uh talk yeah. something different, boy. Yeah. If you were listening last week, you have already heard part of our Bear With Me segment that right. we decided to start, and we ran through a bunch of Wikipedia stories that were a little weird, a little strange, a little out there, things people probably have never heard of. What we're going to do this week is we're going to continue the Bear With Me as a part two because we had one last one that we decided was too big to try to squeeze into the end of the show. Uh, This may actually be the majority of the show. It might not. Who knows? We have some filler to uh, to finish the show out. We got some standard web droppings that we actually... 
didn't get to last week because we had so many good uh, bear with me's and uh, this this time around um, but this that we saved the best for last one of the reasons we only had like 15 minutes left last week when we came to this story and we realized it was just not going to happen because this one needs a lot of attention and this is going to feel like you're listening to a uh, uh, what is it lost podcast on the left I, I can never remember the name of that show that no one listens to it's well, not it that doesn't popular exist. our show is lost podcast on the left so, that's ours. So that we makes made a lot of it. sense. Since we have ownership, what we're going to do is we're going to own this story. I've never. It's original. We're going to go through it. It's original, and uh, we're going to dig into pretty much one of the only female serial killers with a sexual agenda ever to exist. There's very few, mainly men, who are serial killers like to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fuck the people they kill. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's not a word. Well, there, you know, there's like a very like clear sexual motive, and there have been like other women who, and a lot of, but a lot of them are, have like worked with men who have the sexual motive, or they have a sexual motive and, together. And, and technically, this one does work with men. Well, but... it, it's true, but actually, the the kill, and we'll get into the details specifically. The other thing too is whether or not this this person could be classified sort of as a serial killer. The thing that's interesting about this is it was like a cult ritualistic thing that we're talking about and it's a place in mexico muy caliente we're, 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 yeah we are we are gonna dig into um, Did you hear something that accent i just threw on that? no because you did none thank you glad <laughs> no, you no, noticed no i did actually i did notice that uh it actually sounded fine i gotta say i didn't want to i didn't mean to be so mean but hey some would people be actually find it offensive when you throw the accent on there some people find it offensive when you don't if I've noticed that, there's a difference. If I there's, hear the word accente come out of your fucking head there's again. There's two different people in this world. There's I'm, people who enjoy a good accente I'm and ugh. some people who don't. Uh, I'm going to mucho love smash out your face-o, bro. Muy ombre. ombre. Anyway, we're talking about the Hernandez brothers Hombre. cult. Um, which is which is not to be uh, confused with the Menendez brothers, but the Hernandez brothers cult. And actually, the funny thing is, it was their cult, and it was the way, and they started it essentially. But it's actually the woman we're going to be spending the most time on, um, who is by the name of uh, it was Solis, right? Uh, Mag- Magdalena, Magdalena Solis, Solis yes. is the actual perpetrator of pretty much all of this. But her story does start with the Hernandez brothers. Yes, and they 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 created this. It's such an interesting story. I can't believe, actually, that this has not been made into, like, a, a serious movie. In fact, I, I don't think we're going to... Usually, one of the things that we do, as you mentioned uh, a little bit in the preamble, is, yeah, sure, we find those, you know, uh, stories. We also try to, like, make a little fun little bent off of them. This, I don't think we really need to. We could just be like, no, just no. make a movie out of this. And, in fact, if Fucking we want... nothing as, changed. As we go through this, if we want to treat this as our main story of the show... <laughs> And the story that may take up the bulk of the show, and there's really nothing else to say about it other than it should be a movie. Exactly like this. How about we cast it as we go? Okay. And we think about directors, we think about cinematographers, writers, uh, any aspect you want to think of. Okay. And I've already got a little, I've already got a director idea, I think, but although it might be a little too on the nose, yep sometimes have offshoots like TV shows on Showtime like oh yeah this movie like uh, okay or, Evil, or, Evil Dead or, or like or you think about the uh, or like The Exorcist where they did like the uh, pre Exorcist you know, the TV show or um, yep. uh, Silence of the Lambs where it was Hannibal yep uh, there's no reason why this can't uh, expand into something different uh, heck even think about soundtracks yep. Quentin Tarantino every one of his movies has a soundtrack just like uh, uh, Baby Driver for instance which is a really modern one uh, amazing soundtrack 
that makes the movie and is oh, music the movie. direction is a huge thing. Yeah. Like the actual choice of music, and even if you go to scores, not even like soundtrack scores, like Stranger Things, how much of the atmosphere of the '80s and what it was supposed to entail came from the folks, the the guys from Survive that actually put that together. Like that was a huge part of it, and that was a component that was all a score. And then you've got the crazy soundtrack, which is using like existing tunes and stuff like that. Obviously, we can't necessarily um, talk about the score because oh, that's no, just... no, we can't. We have fifty minutes okay. to fill of airtime. I'm thinking this movie starts. Let's let's see this. Okay, we're gonna do something really dangerous here. We're gonna paint ourselves in a corner. Okay, we're gonna say this is a movie, and we're gonna describe all the actual events that happened, but we're gonna go through it from the beginning of the movie to the end credits. Okay. I'm thinking it starts with living la vida loca. So that means we're are we in the modern day then, and what we're maybe like we're in modern day Mexico. No, nope, no, nope, no. This is like a oh, night. This you're is like not a night's doing tale. One of those fucking. We're things. doing a night's oh, tale this, here. Okay, fuck you. I'm out. No, we're doing a night's tale here. This, <laughs> this is, is going to be a period piece with okay. modern music. So now I'm really loving it because now we're right back to making this comedic. Okay, so we're not taking this seriously <laughs> no, at God, all. God, no. Okay. No. Awesome. <laughs> First scene, we're flying like a helicopter shot over the jungles of uh, Mexico. Yeah, and you're and, and maybe it, it starts out sounding it starts like it's stark, gonna be like like maybe a tone like a well, yeah, dun, dun, and even, or even dun, like dun. silent as you like you you expect to or hear the rudders the chopper and stuff. Blades, like, boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, and, and and almost like apocalypse now style. Oh, like, and it starts jungle. dark. Yeah, you know? it's spooky, and, and then, then it's it just lifts like lifts over yeah, the tree line. Okay, and so we. So now we're going into um, the actual... Okay. We're in the rainforest of Mexico. Yes. Now, the actual uh, a part of the Hernandez Brothers cult, that it actually it actually starts with them going through... Well, first of all, they, they were in, um, this, I believe, the, the small town of uh, Yerba Buena, um, and they, they ended up in this community where they ended up... Uh, they, they came across... I think it was only like 500 people or something in this community. It was a town, essentially. A village. I, there we go. A village. And the Hernandez brothers came in and said that they um, they were uh, like prophets of powerful and exiled Inca gods. And that they would help these impoverished and uh, other, like otherwise illiterate uh, right, community so members. That they were going to actually give them riches and stuff below, beyond, beyond their beliefs. So, okay, the way so, I look at so, it. So we have Santos and... Uh, this is a really hard name to pronounce for us being like Northern American. Uh, Ca Cayetano? Cayetano. Yeah. So we have Santos and Cayetano Hernandez that need to be cast for this movie. Yes. Who are they? Uh, Luis Guzman is... Uh, Cayetano. Is, is, oh, Cayetano. Perfect. Okay. Oh, wait. Cool. He could be Santos. He could be Santos, too. I don't, he, he needs to be one he could sounds it sounds a little more risque you know what I mean well, I wonder like, if like one of them like I think Santos might be like a sexy one and then Lou Guzman's the badass like real harsh Cayetano's like, Cheech okay okay Cayetano Cheech Marin okay so no sexy one um, no, no, Cheech, no Cheech Marin and Louis Guzman are uh, Santanos and so, Cayetano Hernandez. So it turns and they, out they walk into a village. Opening scene. So so the helicopter has nothing to do with the scene. Oh, first no, of all, it's literally just jungle, a reason and, to and there's get a you clearing with a village. And, and, it and as you get to around, that, and as you get to that clearing, it circles, so showing you the whole village, yeah. giving you this is the village. This is a helicopter shot. Yeah, and this is the village where the first yeah. part of the movie is going to take place. But, and, but I feel like they're a happy village, and that's where, like, Living La Vida Oh, Loco you see people in. dancing. And, 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 and the Hernandez brothers are coming through being like, we fucking love this place. This is great. Nope, nope. Because they oh, can't no? share the same song. They need their own intro music. Yeah, oh, so it's not just... Okay, so it's... 
So it doesn't just start with them being so like, oh, we're totally okay. into just it. showing how awesome this village this is. This tiny little illiterate, impoverished village yeah. in the 1960s And then is. we uh, then we cut to a black screen with exposition, which is what we just did. We described the year, the location, and that these brothers are walking up to this town. Actually, I do have to say this. Fade actually, black. For, for a real... Fade in from black of a dark forest clearing where two people are walking towards the camera into the daylight we just saw. I, I actually really like the thought of... And like, if this was actually even a serious movie where you can get away with some ridiculous shit, where it does start with Living La Vida Loca, and then it does like a freeze frame of somebody like in a great like fun pose, and then it's just like boom, and, 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 and then you can inverse colors even. Well, well yeah, and then, and then it's just, and then it's just like the the all those terrible facts about like, and this is the story of what happened. And yeah, it no, no, right back some, up. Yeah, yeah, some some on screen exposition which we just gave. Yep. And then you have these two walking through the forest. You have Louise Guzman and uh, Cheech Marin. Okay, so at some point they gotta come across this village. They gotta meet the people. Oh, that they actually... both seem kind of old for these roles because these are supposed to be like twenty-three-year-old. Are they really? Okay. Yeah. How about uh? Well, how about okay, either well, I... we don't care about age or well, here's we pretend the thing. Okay. that Louis Mario... Guzman's gonna Louis Guzman's gonna be like a wise old uh, sage at some point. Maybe, maybe in the we'll village use these roles. He could actually be uh, Louis Guzman. Will be in the village himself. So Cheech Marin can because at some point maybe young Latino, um, male. Mario uh, Lopez doesn't age, right? Oh, he just doesn't age at all. Yeah. So uh, Mario Lopez can be one of yeah, them. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of like a popular uh popular ones in pop culture nowadays. I don't know, man. I don't I don't really pay attention to new movies and stuff. I I don't know the young crowd. I I just don't see race. Oh, yeah, you're you're one of those racists. Like I, I mean, this could be uh this could be uh Kevin Hart for all I care. Um I mean, all we right. could no, 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 no. Go. How about that? Let's just, you know what? We can let let's let this casting slip. It's Mario Lopez and Kevin Hart. Uh, okay, that's that's how fine. Uh, oh, the Latino actors. I'm gonna actually Google young. All right, we're gonna let we're gonna let Jer uh, ruin his <laughs> his internet search history by typing in young Latino male <laughs> actors. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just gonna get some do shit to look at on. Uh, I feel like I'm missing someone, but yeah. Well, I mean, I've got like I, I figure like you could definitely have like a Selena Gomez playing uh, Magdalena. Oh yeah. You know? All right, you go um, ahead and look up the well, names of these so actors. Many, most of these are they're walking through the clearing, heading towards you know this town. And I'll give some. I'll give further exposition to move the show along. Uh, they reach the small town of Yerba Buena. It's a small community near the city of uh, Ciudada, C- no Ciudad, Victoria. Ciudad, yeah, yep, gotcha, yep. Tamaulipas, Mexico, and they are scammers. These guys yes. are shysters. They want to go into these towns and basically not work, not per, not 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 contribute. They want to take something from these towns, and this is what they do. They go from town to town to town. So uh, what they do is they pick impoverished towns specifically, and they hope that the towns are mostly illiterate, which this town specifically is both. And then they uh, basically uh, put themselves out there as prophets. And they walk in, and they talk about how they are prophets of a powerful, exiled, Incan god. And these brothers demand worship! And they want tribute from these villagers in exchange for, you know, uh, treasures that are obviously hidden in the mountains surrounding their village that they'll totally go get, but only if the tributes are good enough and the prayers are strong enough. 
Yeah, so, so they essentially go into this village did, and they, they turn did you the find any young uh, uh, Mexican boys none on your have, computer? Uh, none that have any names that Come I recognize. Come on, Jared. Search harder. More Mexican boys. You Hold can on. do this. Type, Hold on. Let me go type, to, type hard Mexican boys. Let me go to, <laughs> let me go to, let me go to MexicanTwink.com and see how that works out. Are we, are we really just going to basically back down and say, like, we don't care about age. We're going to do uh, uh, Luis Guzman it's not, it's not, and... Like, again, this is the movie. We can do, like, a rough thing. They could be an older, like, couple of guys who have actually maybe failed in some other, like, shy story sure, things. It. Fuck the age. Yeah. So, like, so, I mean, so we, we Luis Guzman like, and Cheech Marin. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cheech Marin might still be. I think he would actually be better as like, um, like one of the elders in the community. We can, we can find. I, more. I like Mario, Mario Lopez. Yes, as because like, I did, I do think having a handsome one in there is good. Okay, so Mario Lopez. Because you need a little bit of that handsome Luis charm Guzman. that's gonna like you know go in there and like be the face. You know, Luis Guzman who yeah. lives thirty minutes from us and shops at the same grocery store. And he's store just badass. As us. He's always badass. Oh, so. he's in everything. He's in all these movies. But like, I know so many people are like, yeah, I've been in line with him at like fucking Shaw's by. Like oh yeah, milk. no, he's he's just he just chills. He's, he's just a pops dude. into pops into town. Uh, All right, so we have uh, so we have Luis Guzman, correct? Yep. Mario Lopez walk yep. into this town, and they basically spit out all these lines. Yeah, so they, like. We know there's well, gold I, I, in your mountains, and we can connect I, with these Incan spirits. I have to say, before before this happens, I feel like they should just be walking through the, the village in general. They get to know people and stuff. And then there's, like, a night of them, like, sleeping. So, with a, like, a build-up and them talking about, like, hey, I know we said maybe we wouldn't be doing as much of this stuff anymore. But doesn't this Oh, with place, each other. Like, like doesn't this... Man, I, I thought we were out of this game. Thought we were yeah. done. Yeah, but you'll be like, but... This, one more. But you, one but, more. Yeah, but, they're like, this one place seems job. too perfect. You know, we were just passing through. I didn't realize we'd come like a, across such a... It's like a buddy crime like, movie. One more like, Yeah, they're like, this this is a whole town is a mark, a single mark. Yeah. And, and they're like, let's do it. And you they come up with a whole those plan. People are? That sign said kumquats. It literally <laughs> said C-U-M-C-U-N-T. <laughs> they did not say kumquat. <laughs> so, okay, so they got, the, they got the plan. The next morning they wake up, they start putting it into fruition because nobody really noticed them the first time around. And they that sign, by the way, in English is written in the movie as, yeah. above like a, a bunch of mangoes. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and somebody, yeah, okay. All right, so they uh, they get their marks and they decide to basically go into the city center or the village center. Yep. Which is how they did. Um, then they said they're prophets. They both of them at once probably have like Jedi cloaks, like just you know rags over their heads. Yep. And then they drop them. And I'm guessing from earlier grifts because these guys are totally grifters. Yeah. They probably have decent clothes underneath from previous grifts. Like they've made money. Yeah. They now have clothes that look like they have money, but that's all they own. They own their clothes and whatever and, and they're and about the to steal. And yep, yep. And that's it. And just they go like steal, steal like town to town. Yep. And, so they, and, they, and, they and, they've, and they've been run out of places before. They've had some failed things, and this is their last chance to really kind of pick it up. And the thing about this is, um, they like the fact like the fact that the Incas were not historically from Mexico didn't really resonate with the people. They didn't care. They were like, they still believe the claims of these guys. Oh, yeah. No, no. So anyone who's like, said at some back point, then. At yeah. some point, you have to like like point out like almost have, aren't, have, have yeah. the guys like not even realize that and have somebody like maybe Chief Marin is the elder who sort of like starts to like realize shit's just not right. Well, this and he's was, like, wait a minute. The Incas weren't even, you know, like historically from yeah, Mexico. But this was in the and then they have to like back down and be like, uh... No, oh, actually, this blah blah blah, and yeah. hence the illiterate town. Yep, with low, you know, IQs, low schooling, low yep, everything. Yep, yep. They're they're literally looking for dum dums the the, the fleece. Exactly. Nineteen sixty two, nineteen sixty three. But like Cheech in there as the elder smart one that actually brings some of this stuff up and starts questioning. So Cheech Marin throws off his cloak. He's wearing something nice from his last fleecing of a previous. No, no, Cheech Marin's not in this. Uh, Mario Lopez and Louis Guzman. All right, so yeah. Mario Lopez throws off his thing. He's got some nice clothes on, and he's like. uh... We are prophets. We're Incan prophets. And we are 
knowledgeable in the fact that you have hidden treasures, but they can't be unlocked unless you all start praying to our god. Yeah. Uh, at this point, they uh, they turn both the men and the women in the town into sex slaves. Yeah. And and they and they create drug fueled orgies using peyote and marijuana. Awesome, sounds good. Marijuana is not a sex fueled orgy drug in my own personal book. I don't even know like, if peyote hey, uh, would be really. I mean, I hey, guess you trip balls and like you're like well, whatever. I would think like if they came across some fucking MDMA or like, like co- Mar- co- Mario Lopez being like, Coca. hey, uh, hey, uh, cocaina. Yo, yeah, you want to you know smoke some of the uh, the devil's herb. Well, no, they wouldn't say devils. The Inca's herb. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the, pro- we'll, uh, the prophet's poof. The prophet's poof, and we'll uh, we'll find these treasures together. And then everyone in the town's like, "Yeah, sure." And then you just get high. Like, how high do you need to get where you just stop wanting to do anything except for eating yummies? When you're already on peyote, I guess. And then maybe the, then like, it brings yeah. you up again or something. Like, Who at knows? what point do you want to fuck after you're super high and all this shit? You know, you, I mean, I I don't really I don't really get high because it just puts me to bed immediately and gives me. Yeah, the smoking spins, weed doesn't make so. me want to fuck. It makes and me want to yeah, like never, go to sleep. Never had. I guess like I, I or guess eat. I guess it depends. Like if somebody was then like, now nah, we're gonna fuck. It would I would be like, all right, I guess. Like I'm not gonna say no to to fuck it just because I got weed in my system. But it's not gonna make me go out and like try to get it on like you know, you know whiskey or something like that. Um, though they do have these orgies, these blood, these uh, uh no drug just orgies, orgies, just orgies, no drug fueled orgies. Um, so they have these drug fueled orgies. And all this is going on for a while. Uh, men and women, sex slaves, everything's going on. And then they found on. a problem. They needed more sexual partners for these orgies to keep them fueled, to keep people fucking. Well, and I think at this point it was one of the brothers. We don't know which one, but he sent a he sent one of the brothers. One brother sent the other brother to Monterey in search of more prostitutes, or not more, yep. but prostitutes in general. Basically, to keep the whole sex orgy thing rolling, like you got to figure after well, a while, and, well, if you're and, in a town of a hundred people, well, and what they're they, like, I'm sick and tired of fucking sticking my thumb in Bob's ass. Bob seems <laughs> to like it, but you know, my Tuesdays are they're, they're more than just a thumb in Bob's ass. Like, I I have a life. I want to oil paint. Um, I have a mango farm. Like the mangoes don't pick themselves. With my thumb up Bob's ass, like not picking the mangoes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't pick mangoes with no thumb. So they uh, they went in search of prostitutes. Yeah. And, well, and, well, and this was after the uh, the they also realized they needed something. Not, like the, one of the reasons they had to keep this going is because they needed some a uh, new blood. Uh, so to speak, in their sect, because people were actually the villagers at this point were going impatient, noticing no they treasure, weren't getting any treasure, and yeah. they were just having a bunch of drug orgies. Hey, which personally, I'm Mario Lopez, and I promised you treasure. You see that cave up there? You're not gonna get in it unless we get some more hookers in this little village. What we're gonna do is we're gonna fuck them, and you know where you get the gold. Well, let me just say mining's involved. Yeah, they have new assholes. Yeah, Mario oh, okay. Lopez was dark. He just wanted yeah. these hookers to come in. They'd fuck the, the village silly, and that would unlock caves. Yes. And I love that you can live in a village so illiterate, so illiterate, that anyone could walk in from out of town and be like, yeah, I see that hole in that, that hill. Yeah. Uh, if you, well, if, we, if uh, you fuck these whores, it'll open in the in gold. People are hopeful. That's pretty much, people, that's pretty much the, the theme of that, this. That's, people are hopeful enough to be like, you know what? It sounds like bullshit. Because I'm sure a lot of them were But I do get like to this. fuck a hooker. But they were like, but you know what? What if it's not? Worst case scenario, we got to take place in these orgies and we're not rich, but we got a few more orgies. And I think that's that's eventually that Hernandez brothers were waiting to like unleash that like bolt of wisdom on everybody at some point and be like, you know what? 
the real treasure was all the orgies we had. People go like, oh, good for, okay, good. That was Luis Guzman right there. Yeah. That was that was him. Yeah. And he was like, you know, the real treasure here? We, we, all, we all shared these four whores. It, well, instead, they, uh, they, they went to find the prostitutes, and they actually found somebody who did even more than the just be a prostitute. The most important part of the story. They found, really, the center of our story, even though she is yet to be introduced, um, Selena Gomez playing Magdalena, uh, Magdalena Solis. Solis. Who... Um, and they actually brought the, her, her brother uh, back as well. And they traveled back to Yerba Buena. And they actually, during one of the rituals, they actually kind of essentially made this uh, new woman in town out to be this Incan goddess. And she and it, actually came in, like, her big introduction was used, like, fireworks, magic tricks, smoke and mirrors, all these crazy amazing things to make her, like, grand entrance appear godly. And in the movie version of this... The two brothers bring her in. We've never seen her before. All this shit happens, and we cut. Hard cut. Yeah. And we travel back in time. And then we travel to Monterey, where they're picking up, like, picking her up. So, so maybe No, no, like, no. We travel back in time to when she was a kid. Oh. We travel to where her brother, in their very out, yes. poor family... Oh, I, I forgot to mention. I didn't mention why she was traveling with her brother, and we don't know that until... The flashback. Past, the flashback. Yeah. So the flashback is uh, Selena Gomez... Yep, and uh, her brother, her her Mexican brother, uh, uh, Justin Bieber. Sure, fuck it. Let's do this. Get let's up. do yep. this. Let's do it. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Let's We're let's going let, all the way. Let's go. Just go straight up. Make all the mistakes everybody else has made and cast white yep. people yep. in no. all of these Latina roles. We are going to fuck the fact up that cinema. Clearly, if I knew more about actual actors, which I just don't in general, yeah. I would be able to name actors under forty that are Latino. Uh, but I mean, John Leguizamo's got to be in here somewhere too. You He's know, like he, sixty. I know. But he could, he's got to be in here somewhere. That's what I mean. Everybody, he can, he can I, I don't be know her eighteen-year-old brother. <laughs> yeah, because so. yeah. especially the, the brother's supposed to be a dick. Because here's the thing: the brother is her pimp, and no, pimps are it's, pimps are out. Justin Bieber's a dick. He's yes. an asshole. Okay. He but hurts the, but people. But the problem is they're like the same age. Where she had an older brother who actually prostituted we her out. Pr- it's movie magic. Give him a fucking mustache. Movie magic. Give him a mustache and and uh, I don't know, fucking CGI or pubes out. So a flashback in time to a uh, a younger, not Selena Gomez, but a very younger version of it's, her. It's about like somebody like, else like her, yeah. really young, showing yeah. how impoverished her family is. Maybe a relative dies from like a, a sickness, yeah, malaria, just, whatever. Just just some. Uh, and, then, and then like you like. Like, like her older brother also played by a younger boy then says like don't worry we'll make it someday and then you jump ahead 10 years and suddenly she's like riding some fat fucking and John Leguizamo covered. Oh, no, John Leguizamo is like smoking she's a cigarette she's riding John Leguizamo <laughs> oh, yeah, he's smoking a cigarette she's riding him and Justin Bieber sitting in the corner he puts it out like, on her tit like carrying like no, counting he, the money he puts a oh, cigarette yeah. out on her tit yeah, and he's like, and oh, and then Justin Bieber like out of the darkness, like you didn't pay for that, and he no, throws no, no. him Ju- fifty Justin bucks. Justin Bieber out of the darkness, you didn't pay for that. Exactly, but oh, he's got to say you didn't. Oh, oh, you can't damage your tin like that. That's, and then that's our money maker. John Leguizamo throws like a hundred bucks at him, and he just takes it and puts that's, it in his pocket, that's, and he goes burn away. That's uh the Bieber brother character who's in the terrible. rest of the story for the rest of this. Okay, that's his voice. Okay, uh, you're Selena Gomez. Uh, okay, well, I I don't know if I, how much I'm gonna. Uh, I'm already do. Mario Lopez and uh, Justin Bieber, so you're Selena Gomez, okay. and you're uh, you already were. Uh, I'm not gonna uh, talk. Louise Louise I don't even think we need to talk. I, I was just gonna explain she it is all. The, she, no, 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 she's the goddess. 
Okay. Yeah. It's important. Okay. So we jump ahead of time. We have Justin Bieber uh, saving his sister from a cigarette being put on her tip by. Uh, well, uh, not just collecting more money. He actually lets it happen. The money, yeah. Yeah. He, so he he lets it happen. We met Sean Leguizamo's role as he's the guy. He's she's just fucking. the one old guy that get like to be like, this is how. Like, and then we need a little bit of exposition here because it's important to know that at uh, a point where she became able to have sex for money. The family was so poor that the brother literally became her pimp immediately and used pimping her out to relatives at first and yeah. friends and then eventually strangers in order to make ends well, meet well, for well, the family. Well, here's the thing is then John Lugazan was getting up. He's putting his uh, uh, you know stuff on and then Justin Bieber says uh, like, same time next week, Uncle oh, Jim. Same, <laughs> same time next week. Uncle Jose or whatever, or jo- Uncle John or whatever. Oh, Uncle John, you want to so, so fuck her again next so, week? So that, though that points out that there's been, you know, like it's in the family, so it makes it easy there. Um, and then, and then it just and cuts he back throws to them. a bunch of pesos in a table. Yeah, and, and, and it cut it cuts de- back to them like going back to the family with all this like little bit of money. Yeah. And like this is barely enough to, you know. Uh, you know, treat so and so for whatever crazy disease they've got, rickets and stuff. And, and what we don't know in any of these stories, and this won't work in the movie unless they add exposition in that doesn't count because it's fake, is why her brother and her ended up on the road together. Well, in this, well, in this one, they didn't. didn't you, have the, you found that answer? I don't I think couldn't. No, I don't think they end up on the road together. These two guys, the the I don't I I for some reason I thought that they were. I mean the brother comes the sorry one of the hernandez brothers goes to monterey finds her and justin bieber's a pimp so they ask her to come back to um like you know the pimp is going to be with her obviously and they wanted a prostitute so they get the prostitute through him okay i see and that the, the and brother- then they both travel to uh yerba buena because obviously the brother as a pimp is going to pra- is travel because this prostitute is going to this new town this new community where money's going to happen so they're just traveling together anyway so Okay, so there's a couple cuts where they go from one town to another. They run into them. They have a meeting. They decide to hire her as one of the prostitutes for this scheme. Yeah, but the thing is, though, like, she's, like, the primary prostitute for this scheme. you got to realize, like, they, they went looking for prostitutes, but they actually found this one who was willing to go through with this farce that was beyond just going having sex. Which is the new sex, part. This is which now, is, like, chapter two. Yeah, so this is where they're they're just, like, and they don't actually say, like, but we've already seen her grand entrance, remember? And then yeah. we, so we cut back in time. So chapter her. one is them starting their schemes, her grand entrance, and then a flashback of meeting her, and then chapter two is... She's now part now she's of it. now not only that like and we I think we start to the point where she's part of it but like sort of just dipping her toes in um, obviously but at some point one one of the cool things about this is that she was obviously poised to be uh, portraying this uh, ancient Incan goddess and then at, over time she actually begins to believe it so I think a little bit of the uh, second act should be her slow descent into like the entire believing. second act is her starting and, as and, an Incan priestess and some of it could be taking control of her own destiny because she's been owned by men her entire life and stuff like that and now she actually starts to be like maybe I really am a goddess maybe this is my trial by fire and all this kind of stuff and maybe I really have been you know reborn and this was a prophecy and these guys really are Incan prophets uh, and they are actually coming to get me for a real reason we can kind of get all that summed up in there where then she's really empowered and feels like she can take care of this and that could be also where her monstrosity comes in she's coming from this background of pain this real reason to get uh revenge on all of humanity because she believes all of humanity has fucked her over even if it's not the small village and now she has the power essentially in her mind to do so and she takes advantage of it as we'll come to find out so yeah they the uh 
in the last, in part one, they throw up a smoke screen. Yep. She walks through it and she pretends to be the reincarnation Fucking, of an Incan god. I think this is where we could throw a in little a bit very of, small I, illiterate town. And I think like this could be where a little bit of comedy comes into because their brothers like running firecrackers and like one blows up in his hand. He's like fuck, 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 and there's like. Like the whole smoke and mirror show doesn't go as exactly as planned, but it still works because the place is so fucking illiterate and doesn't know that there's like shit just going wrong left and right. Fucking Metallica level fucking burns and shit. Yeah. You know, like her fucking veil's on fire. She just tosses it off and makes it seem like it's cool and like just owns it. And even though the Hernandez brothers are like, phew, and Justin Bieber is burning to death over on the fucking side or something. Yeah. So, uh, Essentially, at this point in this, what we're looking at is she walks in already as a prostitute hired by the Hernandez brothers. Oh, right, and so they're, they're, and, and, they're, almost, and there's a small group of people who even know this is like the brother, the pimp brother, the Hernandez brothers, and her know that this is the farce. Everybody else essentially is really believes, or at least is led to supposedly believe that she is a goddess. And what she does is she walks in and. These people in this town, uh, they don't, they're not educated about much of anything. Not even faith and religion. Yeah. They're able to lie about faith and religion and get away with it because they don't even have that as a backbone. No, no, yeah. This is a small community of like 500 people or something like that that, you know, didn't really... I mean, they might as well be considered more like... Almost like those outside, uh, you know, Amazon villages that people stumble across. Granted, these people yeah. knew that society existed and they'd been shunned by society yeah. and were out on the outskirts. But they didn't really... They, you know, this is what like well before the days of the internet, and even like the, not like they afforded cars and shit yep. to go into town. Or this, books. They were in their there bubble. were no books. They were in their bubble, and nobody was giving them help, so they had no education, no books. And luckily for Solace, who totally dove headfirst into being an Aztec or Incan, yep. Aztec Incan, yep. it, yep. it kind of blends in this story. Uh, goddess, uh, the Hernandez brothers, before even meeting her or bringing her to the village laid the groundwork for this by saying they were messengers of an Incan goddess. It was part of their uh, their shtick, their little uh, little crime they were doing on the town. They literally were already doing sexual things and cult-type things with these people, saying, we're messengers of the Incan goddess. They found her. They were like, damn, there's our goddess. So yep. she walks in. Uh, Yerba Buena residents basically were like, oh my god, it's her. They did smoke and light and fireworks and yeah, it worked. Uh, what ended up backfiring on them a little bit was that uh, Magda, Magdalena, wow, Magdalena yep. Solis, and her now role as... I'm having an issue with the website I pulled the link from. It is asking oh. me to subscribe. Oh, good for you. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going I'm to kill it. <laughs> uh, what she ended up having problems with was she... Uh, sorry about that for listeners. Uh, she would start to say and do things that the brothers didn't necessarily agree with because she started buying into the fact that she, she actually she really was, was and, an and, and, and at the end of the day she was actually more powerful than the brothers themselves they're like that, uh, that goddess we got there Soliza she, uh, she's not a god right yep and Mario Lopez would be like uh, no no not at all and wait wait no no Luis Guzman would be like no no not at all so then Mario Lopez would be like, no, she, uh, she needs to stop it. She, uh, she's starting to scare me. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think it's yeah. word for word. Yep, yeah. I, th- I think I think that works. And she's, I mean, cause so, so yeah, so these, these brothers essentially, like, almost stop trusting her because she is actually becoming 
uh, if they've kind of they've created a monster at this point. Yep. And there's really no reining this monster in. And not only that, like this is this is also she, where she you, then takes over the cult. Period. And, which is yeah. Which is I really think is interesting. And we say cult now because it's a village under the power of the Hernandez that created, brothers that was made into a cult. And they gave it a god, and now everyone worships that god. Yeah. They 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 walked into a village, accidentally created a cult by introducing this this prostitute, poverty stricken prostitute. I mean. You know, so if they this were, had it coming, obviously, and, and the thing of like, I again, this, this is where she goes mad. Movie, well, you would need like the the coming out in the smoke and flares, and her going like, yeah, giving a big speech, and everyone praying, and then the brothers looking at each other and being like, oh, this isn't going well, or this is going really well. How about that? Oh no, of course, they, they, think, they, it's they think it's they think it's great, and, and, like, and, they, and they're like, jump and, and again. also, and also, they think that she like she they've got her under their thumb, yeah, because you we, have to like like there's this. I think most of this movie is going to be like a an inside character study of of Magdalena, like and showing even though it starts with the brothers doing the stuff. At the end of the day, it's this woman coming from uh, the background of poverty, being owned by uh, men and 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 yep. family members and treated like garbage to empower, be, uh, em- empowerment and power, power, and also like then how that power when after being corrupted by society can then corrupt. What's a good montage song? Um. Like a classic montage song? A good montage song for a good montage. Uh, I mean, I was thinking like the, you know, get the Karate Kid montage song there. Or Anything like, or, you could or hum like, or sing a few bars of. Um, hey, yeah, playing with them boys. Yeah, okay. So you know, the fucking Top that, Gun that volleyball scene. all the way through hey, as we see her like doing more stage shows, more yep. fireworks. And then like you start intercutting between those. More people getting like whipped against trees, hey, yeah. getting fucked in spit Play roast style. Well, then, and it's because because it, it gets very sexual, very sadomasochistic, but, and very and, deadly. And at, and at this point, nothing is quite deadly yet. But but when the first death and the first execution happens, that's when I think we need to like make it very bleak, and and, and then it starts to really descend. Because at some point, Magdalena, two people, Magdalena, say no. pretty much like started to, to descend. And this is where I think Chief and that's Mar- where the, Marin comes that's where the in. montage ends. Two yeah. people going Cheech Marin no. was one of the elders remember at the beginning yeah. that was questioning the guys already let alone these and, and he's been having questions throughout and he, maybe he's been planting seeds of doubt amongst other people Cheech and finally, like, and finally hey, he gets, he gets somebody that. else uh, to maybe even John Leguizamo's over there yeah. and like and they're like no I know I know her like, from town we just get high like I'm John Leguizamo knows she's a prostitute like we can just inject that ourselves oh, so, yeah. he's, so he's like no I know her I used to fuck her like for like you know 40 pesos yeah this, is, this isn't happening she, she's a she's a, just a hooker and from back so, in South LA so they finally Get That's together, my huge and they realize that they uh, <laughs> uh, they they need to like out her essentially. So they finally uh, Yo, are we like, need to get this, this is bullshit. Yeah, she's ruining the scene. This is bullshit. That's my Mexican Cheech Marin accent. Yeah, as opposed it's to pretty the, uh, the Chinese Cheech Marin. <laughs> no, which don't do it. <laughs> we we have hit our racist threshold for the episode. We can't. We're we're not allowed you to. to for you I do. like exploring other races. What we're doing right now is an exploratory phase into the love of language. I love language. I love accentes. You fucking said it again. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm gonna smash your fucking face in next time you say accente. It's a, it's the worst thing I've ever heard you say. I've heard you say fucking terrible things on this show. I've never been more <laughs> infuriated in my goddamn life. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, so okay. So at some point, two she does people go, stand up yeah, and, and say, "Fuck this shit." And what happens is a public lynching, which is really her first taste into, "Oh, I can get away with this fucking shit." Yeah. Two people said no to me, and now everyone lynched them. Sentenced for to death. Me. Lynched 
by a mob in front of another mob of people cheering because these... Cue the music. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Good. Just goes forward. Yep. Perfect. Because we do want to get dark. So no more happy-go-lucky If you want to cue in any of this music just to make me sound like less of an idiot... You're going to have to start taking notes then. At 39 minutes or so, we need some of this stuff. Well, we have Live in La Vida Loca. We have Let the... If you put all this music in properly, it's going to sound like a polished... uh, Lost well, make podcast fucking, make, on the left. Make the note so I know where to at least start. Then I can back a up. monitor that has with numbers right there ticking. If up. I start hitting numbers on this keyboard, <laughs> what will happen? You tell me. I have no idea. <laughs> we everybody, if this starts sounding like garbage, uh, then you know why. It just um, sounds okay. like somebody okay. like dialing up phone. Like I, deep, deep, I, w- deep, I will deep. make I will make the notes myself. You continue talking now. All right. So, uh, well. Two murders happened because the people successfully lynched the detractors. Uh, at this point, her pathology evolved. She did not simply think about the orgies that were happening and the whippings and whatnot. She began to think about human sacrifices on the regular, meaning she had devised in her own head and passed down to her disciples a form of blood ritual in which she would dis- uh, sacrifice dissenters. Yeah. Uh, this involved brutally beating them burning them, cutting them, and maiming them. Uh, Blood rituals! And the idea was the the bloodletting would be the ultimate death, and she would take the blood, mix it in a cup with chicken blood, uh, oh yeah, because you gotta cut real. You gotta cut human blood. Well, obviously. I wouldn't recommend doing that. It just it cuts. It dilutes the real blood. Well, well, because if you drink too much um, human blood, you actually get sick to your stomach. She knew this back in the day, so she cut it with chicken blood to make it a little easier to go down. I love the fact that she cut it with that, not just like Sprite. It'd be like it'd be so much better. It was like ah, human blood and the crisp, refreshing well, taste talk- of Sprite. Well, we're talking like Mexico, nineteen sixty-two. They might cut Mex- it with agave. Coke, just a straight up Coca Cola. They don't have Coke in 1962 in the jungles of Mexico. Oh, of course it made it down there. Those you can, polar these, bears never these would have no, lived in that no, climate. These Hernandez. We all know Coke is only sold where a polar bear could the drink it. Polar bears didn't come for it as, as mascots till way later. We're fine. Uh, no, you know damn well the Hernandez brothers had Coca Cola, you know, coming in like they, with they real came cane from all sh- over the place with real cane sugar. Mexican they, they Coke. Smile at the they camera still and have wink the, in the movie. They still have Mexican Coke, man. That's real, made with real sugar. Yep, it is. As opposed to high fructose corn syrup, yep, which yep. is bad for you. Yep, and I mean, so is sugar, but you know, high fructose corn syrup has some additional uh, potential issues with it. So these animal sacrifice, chicken blood, human blood goblet drinking fest were often fueled by marijuana and peyote and Solace herself drank from the chalice first and had it passed around. She considered herself the high priestess so oh, she, she was, she was, was first. She was a uh, she was a um and what and I think you pointed out the fact that she considered she she actually chose an Aztec goddess to come forward as, despite the fact that the Incans and Aztecs Well, the Hernandez brothers put her forward as one. She well, no, just no, she, owned she put, it no, she, I, don't, I don't even think that they chose the goddess. They chose her as an Incan goddess, and she chose an Aztec goddess as her I want this movie to have confusion yeah. like this, where it keeps shooting back to where they first meet, and they, they say different lines. Well, well, because, like... No, no, it would be amazing, like, because there's confusion about the story. Like, like I am an Aztec goddess. Someone in the crowd's like, is, is she? And then it goes... All the way back to the beginning. So you're an Aztec goddess? No. Do you want to be one? And it changes well, the way the verbiage is done each time where it's like, 
Hey, you want to come with us? You're a prostitute. I'm an Aztec goddess. Like well, but, every time the but, meeting's but, different. I mean, but I, th- I think the key was the fact that like they they sold her as an Incan goddess, and then she chose an Aztec goddess's name. But oh. the fact that this this ignorant village doesn't know the oh, difference the between ideas, Aztec and Incas. Yeah. So like so they could same, they, they, they could have smelled bullshit. Actually, that's back. that's that's where actually like Cheech and uh, and and John Leguizamo actually. I mean, who Cheech, you Cheech think she's shit. Uh, got that wrong? She said earlier she was Incan. Now yeah. she says her Aztec. Yeah, that that could be like. Uh, Cheech is the only one that actually has any yeah. brains whatsoever. And then John Leguizamo comes in town. John Leguizamo is the one that's like, nah, yeah, I mean, she's a prostitute from a fucking no, yeah, couple then, towns then over. You need another hard cut where, he's, where John Leguizamo's like, hey, you should totally tell somebody. He's like, I will. And then, like, hard cut to him being like, uh, he's like on a spit. Yeah. Someone's shoving, like, a dildo up his ass. Yeah. They're cutting he's his sides. Nuts. Chickens are around him in a blood circle. <laughs> and John Leguizamo is just, like, in the crowd, just, like, yeah, smoking right. cigarettes. Looking good. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, like, a little a, nervous. Puts a hat on that clearly stands out over everybody else. And just, like, Wait, and, like no, he pulls a hat down that says bugging out on it. <laughs> From that old, from that old sketch comedy show he did, and his mode of transportation, yeah, bug it out, yeah, and then he just fucking leaves, yeah, he just leaves. It's like straight to the camera. I'm bugging out. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking goes. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe I pulled bugging out out of my good, ass. Good for that you. Was that's, an a, old that's a pull. that's a jab. That took me a second to actually place back. That was ninety three. That was the nineties. Five, yeah. six, yeah. seven, probably mid nineties. Yeah, that decade, uh, er, early nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe. an old year. Yeah, man. All right. All right, so, uh, yeah, she would drink from the chalice of uh, chicken blood and human blood, and she would have the Hernandez brothers uh, also drink out of it, and her brother, the pimp, from way earlier in the story. Uh, they would all be, like, the high-up people. And then, finally, the other members of the cult, which is the entire village who isn't dissenting and being killed and bloodlet at this moment, also would then drink from the chalice after. Yeah. And this was just a ritual they did, and she said that it would help them all stay young, and live for mostly forever. And at this point, Solus did come up with a specific reincarnated Aztec goddess name, Coat uh, Good, good, good luck with Aztec well, no, names. Aztec dude. names always sound a little bit more uh, phonetic. Usually, like it's like Quatl. Well, when, when there's a C O A T, it's Coat. And then yeah, it'd be like Coatlic, I think, like that. Coatlic Okay. Q E. Yeah, Kalat- every letter is said Kal- in Kal- Aztec. Yeah. Kalatakiu. Yeah, there we go. Kiwi. Kalatakiu. Sure. Yeah, you literally say yeah. every fucking letter in yeah. Aztec. You never skip them. There's no silent letters. Sounds so, good. Uh, yeah, she would uh, do that. And then these murders. Except for Quetzalcoatl and all those other ones that are. Quetzalcoatl. Like yeah, there we go. Uh, sh- these murders where they would drink the blood of humans who descended from her. And chicken blood would last for six weeks straight through the year of 1963, claiming four lives, meaning about a person every nine days who said, "Uh, I don't, I don't think I want to be a uh, part of this. Um, we we haven't found gold in the caves you keep pointing to. Um, number two, there's there's no caves. You just you keep pointing at like a tree. Trees don't have caves. Um, that's that's not a mountain either. It's a tree. You, you, you seem very poor on geography. Um, you're, you're speaking mainly Spanish, and that's not what Aztecs and Incans spoke. Um, pretty sure your brother keeps asking me to fuck you. That's weird. That's weird. I don't, I don't think I want to do it because just because he's asking, you're you're hot. But, but your but brother, your brother's the one really, really pushing for this. Your brother really actually. wants me to put my cock in you. And it's the first time someone's actually wanted me to fuck a girl where it felt like a cock block. <laughs> this, yeah. 
<laughs> I never thought I would just give up like this, but I really have. And uh, there's the two prophets that brought you into town. I mean, they're nice guys, but uh, they just keep wanting orgies. And uh, I, I mean, we're running out of chickens. If you were just doing blood drinking and then orgies, can we just drink the blood of the 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 ass the assholes? I mean, they're assholes, right? That's why we keep killing these people, yeah, right? They, they have like way more blood than chickens, so to yeah. cut it fifty fifty, you're like forty chickens to one dude, and yeah. we're running out of chickens, and, and we know, can't like, even eat them that fast. You know, a person has like nine gallons of blood in them, and a chicken only has like a quart. Like we're really running out of chickens. Yeah, I love how you definitely clearly pointed out how ignorant they are that they think there's like nine gallons of blood. In being that's good, um, and, and wait, I should have said an ounce of blood in a chicken. Yeah, and like, like one ounce of blood in a chicken, so that's like nine times as much. <laughs> I think they can ounce as a gallon. No, oh. yeah, now we can have these dissenters talking in the movie, yeah. but we get to a point where the sacrifices hey. ramp up, and at this point, the movie needs like John Carpenter music mixed with like some slight Spanish tribal like theme, so it's like a mashup. Okay. I don't know if that exists as a sound, but you need like a heightened like like drum kind of music you know and because these final sacrifices that take place they were vivisecting the hearts of the people they were killing while they were alive and then taking the blood yeah. and then mixing it with chicken blood so these people are screaming on an altar as a fake aztec incan goddess and her pimp brother and these two sex maniacs are just like drooling. This is the good synthesize, yeah, synthesis of the uh, the entire movie. And you got like some synth, but with like just one Mexican-y, Asian, not Asian, a Mexican-y, south of the border type of Nobody sound. knows the difference. Except for everybody. Just just something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what ends up uh, finishing the movie, we need part three. And this is the end. This is the end well, of I mean, like, maybe tale. like Spanish guitar, like... Underneath, and like, Spanish. Under, and underneath, underneath oh, like, crazy cutting, synth. The cutting yeah. of but, like, the heart. But, like, underneath, like, the synth stuff. And so then it's John it hits a where it's like... Bring. John Carpenter with, like, that Spanish guitar stuff. Like, Fade oh, to like, black. Almost like... Uh, fade uh, to black. Like, broken string. Bring. Fade to black. Yeah. Hard fade to black. Not even a fade. Just and I think cut. I think we're getting close to where now the, this is um, it. This is the end. To, this is the to last where the, part, the part arrest three. and the sentencing is part is Act Three, correct? And Act Three is probably the most boring. And I'm thinking some of it has to do with like I like the sending thought because I like the thought of her actually giving a statement on the on the. We don't even know if this really happened. If she gave any kind well, of statement. Well, we need but for for the sake of Hollywood, she's like giving a statement on the witness stand, no. describing. We I know we don't cut that hard. No, 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 not yet. I'm saying, like, at some point in here, they need to talk to her. I think she needs to get arrested first. Um, and I'm also thinking, like, uh, Jonestown-style Part 3 shit, starts. You know? We have 14-year-old Sebastian Guerrero okay. running through the rainforest. Just plants whipping him in the face. Okay. So it starts with, like... Okay, hard cut to black. Yeah, because this, this is this is the kid who and gets then the, it's, yeah. it's still black, and what you hear is <laughs> yeah, and, and then even like little and, and, and little splashes of like there's like a fall. And it's a fourteen year old boy like, running like, through the woods. Yeah, it's like a fall into some mud and stuff, and like he's just running and running and running for like clearly he's already been running miles. His feet are worn. Close ups of his feet where they're just like bloody, and he's been going for obviously miles and, and miles. And he falls and miles. down one of those muddy muddy like uh like romancing the the stone. I was just thinking romancing the stone. Good yeah, for you. Falls yeah. down one of those muddy Whoa. like. And then, and then he hits, and then he hits something Luca. at the end. <laughs> in La Vida Loca. Just one line of it. No, no, no. In the Vida, La Vida Loca. And then he hits like a tree. Bah! If yeah. he hits a black again. Suddenly we see his bloody feet with no sandals on, walking through the rain to a police station. And he hits like, the door. Like limping and just like and barely he, and he hits just a door doing it. And he's like, 
Aztec or something, and then yeah. falls through the doorway, fade to black again. And then we cut to police cars yeah. driving through the forest to this town. A, a line of them, like yeah. 15, 20, 35 of them. Ooh, ooh, 35. 35 police cars. The, 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 the sirens are blinging. They're yeah. fla- their lights, yeah, are, yeah, lights are blurring. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, shit. I, I, knew, I told you we were already past our racist threshold. Chorizo! Chorizo! Ladies and gentlemen, I want to apologize for everything that's been said. They whip into the yard, mud splatters. Two hundred ten. The high priestess walks out with her arms raised. Oh no! Oh, no, here, no, here's the thing. On my people. Oh no! Let, let me let me do this. She this dresses great, Gandalf the Grey. No, this this is gonna be a great callback. Like the exact pose she was in when she like came yes. out and was like grandiose. Same pose, same the location rain. and everything. But, but in it the rain. Shitty and but muddy. in the rain, like. No being towed away, so that is a full circle motherfucking thing. Where the, her first appearance is grandiose, amazing with fireworks. Same location, same thing, but they the throw rain, her in the squad car, and she's like mud. And we'll leave that part out. <laughs> <laughs> and they arrest that fucking cunt. She. Uh, but the thing is, though, I really like the thought of. I, I would love if I were to really make this movie. I would make it so that she is. You. You're kind of tortured in thinking like. Okay, here's this person. This thing I love about like good horror movies and stuff is that the ones where you're like, okay, there's this person who was doing this awful, awful shit, but you see their past and you actually see the the uh, this, this creation of this by Except society. Except she's she's indignant at the end. We don't feel bad for her. She literally goes in dragging her feet, covered in gold. I, yeah, I don't think we necessarily want to feel bad for her at the end. But, I, but I definitely want to be like, I want to be like at the beginning of it. I want people by the end of it when they know they should never have felt bad for her to feel guilty that they did at yeah. some point feel for her. Well, no, I love we feeling even that have for another a movie. feel bad moment. A quick one. They bring her to prison. She's covered in gold and feathers and all kinds of shit. And they strip her naked of all it because it's fucking stolen shit from the yep. town. Like, she's melted down oh, people's oh, this possessions. Is, oh, and this is where you could hurt everybody where as she's getting stripped, you're cutting back to, like, little bits of her childhood of her yeah, getting, she's like... she's being, like, fucked by being, old fat dudes. Oh, my God. Dude, that like, would, Zama's like, that would kill like me, this. dude. You like this? That would and kill me if somebody made like that movie. 900 pounds. And he's, <laughs> just, it's, 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 just, it's just him and the... Like, he just he's rented like Jabba the, the Hutt. He's like, just, you they, like this. He, he just rented the fucking, like, uh, the fat suit from Austin Powers. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's not even my He's just taking, like, a weird, like... Like a weird wedge of butter and just shoving it in a rectal cavity. No, but like, I, I do like the fact. Okay, so we bring it to the point where people feel bad for it first. They and learn feel to bad hate again, they, but they learn to hate her over time. And then in this last scene, as they're they stripping strip her, her naked, take and, all and, the and they're doing those cuts real quick back and forth, then of her crying and all this kind of stuff. And you're and starting then you to, go to then, court. and then you're starting to feel as a watcher, as a viewer, like smash oh shit, cut. like smash cut to court. You're, you're like I, I should, I should be feeling bad for her again. I can't believe I turned on her so quickly, even though she was doing those horrible things. There was a real, there was a reason behind her doing this but you don't bring any of that up during the whole middle of the movie so you give people a chance to fucking hate her and then at the end you you point out like hey remember why you felt bad for her oh, then, she, she, then she's in literal court. and that's why she is doing this yeah but then, then, then they're cried. like then they're like it's just the end of this movie is just her sitting at the stand being tried like she's the defendant up this would be stand. a good movie honestly and i mean not and what, none and, of the stuff we've said and yet. the last 15 <laughs> minutes casting, of but. the movie is her not even moving not even talking just sitting on the stand yeah. and it's person after person coming up from the village going uh yeah she she came into our village she raped my dad well, and actually, uh, wait wasn't the issue she, she bloodlet him on but, an altar no but wasn't wasn't actually in, in real life wasn't the issues that like nobody would actually testify against her 
Oh yeah, that is the thing. Yeah, is like, that I mean, in the real story, the no thing. one from the I mean, village. They, so, so that's why they they count. I think she was only technically tried for like two murders, even though they because like, no one would assume because nobody yeah. would actually testify against her because a lot of them one still believe she was a goddess, and two some people were terrified that she wouldn't so get tried and come out. No matter so, how weird we'd like to make the end. The, the here we're almost at the end of the show, so I guess I should yeah, probably just read that's, through that's this. It, yeah, um, the end is um, the police were skeptical about the claims of this village. So on May 31st, 1963, after finding some level of credible uh, information based on disappearances... Of, 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 of her, yeah, and of her, essentially, um, they, they assumed... People were disappearing. She, I mean, yeah. come on. Well, yeah, and, and they linked enough to her and her brother. And, and from there, there were, it's not that nobody testified. There was enough, um, uh, there, there was enough like, witness accounts to actually yeah. note some of this. And the police and soldiers both went into this town. They arrested them in this farm town. Well, and the, uh, I should say the Hernandez brothers actually... Uh, died during the raid when they initially did yep, this. Yep, there was a the big brother, gunfight. But the brother and Magdalena uh, survived and were, were put on trial. So, to end, to end this podcast, what we have going on here is it's raining. It's May 31st, 1963. Police and soldiers drive into this town. Squad cars pull out every angle. They have to shoot, the Hernandez, out they have to shoot the Hernandez out. brothers first, I think, is them coming out, maybe even trying to surrender themselves. She puts her arms out just like her first arrival, just okay, like yep. we said. Yep. Hernando's brothers flank her, shooting. Big gunfire, everyone's shooting each other. Okay. She's unscathed, not moving with her arms yeah. out in the ink and pose. And that's why, like, some people are, like, that's where almost there's another point of, like, maybe she really was a guy. Like, she's yeah. invincible. But it really just the cops were aiming for the dudes with the guns. And uh, Santo Hernandez was shot during the arrest. Yeah. Uh, his brother made it out alive. So one brother gets shot. Yeah. The other sees it, goes, oh! <gasps> No, senor. Yep. Dives into the mud, gets away. Yeah. Then we have like a post credit scene like Marvel movies where he's assassinated, just like in the real story, by one of the members of his own sect, who uh, was actually Jesus Rubio, Jesus. which is a great name, yep. Jesus Rubio. Especially and then, from and a, then we do a post and, post, oh, and that's and that's Cheech. Cheech was Jesus the whole time. Nope, we do a post 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 credit scene. Oh no, Cheech of has Marco be. Rubio signing a law into effect and accidentally <laughs> writing Jesus <laughs> and crossing it and out, crossing and going out. Marco and then winking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and Marco Rubio, even though this he would have, even though he would have been like negative ten when this happened. <laughs> But he somehow was old enough to do it. Oh, because then it's him drinking out of a chalice of blood. <laughs> that clearly has kept him immortal. It's kept him immortal. It's kept him immortal. Yes, he's has an yes. age. Because because it does cut. And okay, then, yes, then, that's a twist. And then we have a post post, post post credit scene where he goes into Trump's office and hands him the same chalice, and then Trump puts on like an ink and head golden garb. And yeah, like just yeah. plays with his nipples. Yeah. Oh. So, so and so this is yeah. This would be. Uh, and then we find out the new government of the United States in 2018 is a blood cult based on the 1962 blood cult in Mexico. So we and have, it was real, and Marco Rubio was part of it the whole time. So we have our director is M Night Shyamalan. We do because he would be the only one to plop one of those twists in place. And I do have to say, she was sentenced. Uh, her and her brother were sentenced to fifty years in prison in nineteen sixty-three, which means they, if they were still alive, and we didn't hear anything otherwise, they would have gotten out in two thousand thirteen. So they they're could either be, walking the earth helping Marco Rubio and Trumpy uh, politicians. I think so, or they've died. Yeah, we yeah. probably should do more research next well, no, week. No, I actually looked, and people do not know, no one knows. what what like because it like Mexican, it's not like a lot Mexican of Mexican prisons don't have like ledgers, right? Uh, I mean. Th- 
that like, could they don't, be they don't that, that, people when they get out that could be true but it also could just be that it's difficult to always get your hands on that information especially somebody uh, like of this stature you're not always going to have that information available because it could be uh, uh problematic to the family that comes after it now she would have technically been young enough when she went to prison to still be alive uh probably i think probably in the 80s or 90s by now i think something like that probably 80s i think she was probably in her 20s maybe and she would have gotten out when she was in her 70s could be 80-ish now so uh, if she's that, out there, uh, who knows? I mean, she had 50 years to think about what she's done that or is a, to dwell uh, uh, in prison as a uh, as an Aztec goddess. That's a very long bear with me. That is a very long Wikipedia entry that, is that a we very, decided to flesh out. That is and a very, that long, is a very uh, solid lost, lost podcast, podcast on, the, on the, left. the left. Good. We did that in sync. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was probably just off enough to be annoying to it was, hear. It was so annoying. It was like, like a half a second. It's off. like when you're all like, uh, you get the like the feedback on like Skype or something. Yeah, it's enough yeah. so like nobody can talk no to you. Can talk. Yeah. No, 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 no one can. No one. No one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, so. uh, we are really nearing the end of it, especially after put some sound effects in. We may have even gone over, so hopefully we got it and we are good to go. And everybody, get uh, lost. Have fun, and I'll be off next week. But our buddy Bruce Bruce is going to be filling in. Appreciate him taking over. So I will see you in a couple weeks, Scott. You'll be seeing them next week. In the meantime, get lost. She took my heart and she took